Pulling a must-win game against their most hated and historic rivals, DC United called on some vintage Benny Ball tactics, if you will, to pull out a 1-0 win as we welcome you in to Tried and True, the Atlantic Cup Champions podcast <laughs> presented by Heineken. We're all here again, John, Joshua, Sam, and Michael. And guys, you know, right back in the thick of it. Yeah, John, you pointed out in the stadium, Hernan has won every trophy that we've been up for. We won, every single one. We won the Capital Cup this summer against a, you know, deep field consisting of El Dialuense and El Dialuense. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, tonight you you wrap up the Atlanta Cup with a, another 1-0 victory of the Rebels. It feels good. It feels a lot better than it felt this weekend. That's for sure. Yeah, and he's... Wait, the, wait did we play at the weekend? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, okay. There was no podcast, right? So no podcast. <laughs> no podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think you're onto something, and, and you know it, it could have been a we could be in pretty dire straits right now. But uh, he's still in the running for MLS Cup, so you know maybe he keeps this trophy thing going. Uh, he called tonight the first of three finals, uh, but hopefully first of four. But uh, we got the win, Five, so six, feeling good about it. Seven, eight, yeah, <laughs> hopefully a longer run. Well, I meant the actual MLS no, Cup gotcha. final, but yeah, we can invent <laughs> as many finals as we want along the way. I'm I'm for it. No, I was I was gonna. Also comment on the, I love that he's, you know, calling each of these games a final because they're all essentially must win. And maybe that's why he's winning all these cups for us, right? He's just going with the mentality that there's a cup on the line. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, tonight, I say you gave me a little bit of a look during the intro. I don't know if that's because you disagreed that it was not Benny Ball or just the fact that you don't love that. That's no, what I was do, just giving but, you a look um, because before the game, you said, I hate to say it, but I think Benny Ball is going to win I know, this man. Game and- it kind of did. I mean, I, I but I. Uh, look, we can talk later on about, you know, when later on in the offseason about, you know, what Lasada's learned from this season. But, I mean, definitely going into the year, this was not – never in a million years I think we'd see this again with him. I mean, he was very hell-bent on we're going to play our style. But dude's been dealt some tough hands lately. And, and tonight, you know, they, they got the early goal. Kevin Paredes uh, put one away. Was, you know, kind of basically off a rebound. Um, it was a great finish. And, uh, you know, from there, they held on. Yeah, it felt very much like a vintage DC performance as far as saying, hey, we're going to get a goal and then we're going to batten down the hatches. You're not going to score on us. Uh, the Rebels didn't have a whole lot of opportunities that really scared you. I think if you look at the XG afterwards, you know the Rebels will have about twice of what DC had. But we got what we needed and then you know, set up shop. And I think to your point, John, it's a very different style than what you would have seen back in April or even June from Losada, uh, wanting to play his style. Instead, he treated it like a game that mattered because DC had to have points out of this game and pretty much had to have the three points. They did what they needed to do to get it. It's hard to be upset about that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was Benny Ball on the fact that maybe we were sitting back a little more. It was not Benny Ball a la last season in which we were just absorbing shot after shot after shot. Like, Black, to your point, I mean, it, every minute of the second half was a little bit longer than the last, definitely. <laughs> um, Bill did, I think, come up with some really big saves that kept us in this game and um, kept the three points for us. But you're right. I, you know, I don't think we escaped by any means with three points. Like, they were, they were pretty earned, I'd say. Yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think points were stolen. And, you know, it, it, interestingly enough, I, I was going to kind of talk a little bit about how it, it felt like we, we were able to take advantage of a little bit of a rotation of players there in that second half. But, you know, I don't want to bury the lead. The biggest story, potentially the game, was the, the miraculous recovery 
of both Paul Ariola. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to let you introduce it, but <laughs> I, I was ready for it. At the, at the end of the show, we always try to give you guys a heads up on when our next show will be, what we're going to do, who's going to be there. But maybe we should just start lying about who's going to be there because it leads to success <laughs> later on. And there's no uh, accountability, apparently. No, except that we don't hate you guys. So yeah, true, we will true. tell you the truth. Uh, but but not doesn't hate you either. He's just trying to win. No, it's right. It's golf. So if, <laughs> if, if you're not striking what we're putting down here, uh, the injury report, which obviously means nothing now, came out earlier this week, and both Paul Ariola no, and Andy no, not Nahar, earlier this week. Last night. Last night. <laughs> were, today. <laughs> were ruled out. They were listed as out, which in any sport I've ever followed means that you are not eligible to play <laughs> in the game. DC United actually inadvertently kind of tweeted out the the lineup a few minutes early, and and uh, you know some folks kind of picked up on it. And were like, oh, well, that's awkward. They tweeted out this lineup with you know two of these players that are out in it, and they just tweeted the same graphic again at the real time because that was the lineup and two guys who I mean I, I think we were all kind of devastated weren't going to be playing. Yeah. They were targeting a return uh, tonight for Paul, and we didn't really know what was going on with Nahar, but they both played and, and they both put in a shift in that first half and a return for Heinz Eich as well. Yeah, he subbed on the second half. He he didn't was not on the injury report, which you know John's eagle eyes said, yeah, hey, that means he's you know available. To- <laughs> now we know it means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, all credit to the team for you know using whatever dark arts it was to get those guys ready to go, and you know hopefully they're ready for the the stretch run here. And I guess we won't believe lineups until we see them an hour before or even on, on the field. The field. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but ro- I mean, rotation-wise, I-, I think, you know, you got obviously the desired result, which was the win, but you got, what, about a half for Paul. I think he came out at halftime for Skundrick, and then you got uh, about 60 minutes or so out of Nahar, which is solid and, and probably tells me they're both available for the weekend. And, and Heinz, like, put in, you know, about a half hour, maybe a little less, uh, which was some, probably some good needed time for him. We haven't seen him since, what, May? No, June? it's been June? a minute. He looked like we're going to go to it a yeah. couple – you know, if he fouls that I probably wouldn't have committed so close to our defensive box, but <laughs> I think he was just excited to be out there and kind of have his impact on the game. So I'm glad, you know, as we're managing minutes, he was able to get on the field tonight, um, especially as we go into these last two must win games. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about the flow of the game and you know how things developed, but I am curious if we've been in a situation where we were chasing the game, maybe we give up an early goal instead of getting that early Kevin Friday's strike, if Paul comes out and you go with that very defensive mindset, you know, by the end of the time thing, I think we were playing five at the back. It, it was, uh, you know, definitely a situational game and something that we've frankly been looking to see from Lasada throughout the season. Uh, but now that we were into games that really you have to have, it's uh, it's a big deal that the coach was willing to say, we got a goal. We got what we needed. Now let's, defend and let's get out of here with three points yeah um i'm curious black you were listening to the presser as we were walking back um from the game hopefully we'll be able to to plug that at the end of the pod but did anyone ask or not about tactics did you have anything to say about that because as we've mentioned absolutely right this is a, a stark contrast to what we would have seen at the beginning of the season i think the biggest question was you know as far as the team's mentality versus the game that may or may not have occurred this past weekend uh <laughs> And that was most of what the discussion was. There, okay. To my memory, there wasn't a whole lot of discussion of how uh, they were going to approach this game and uh, particularly lineup positions or things like that. But the uh, you know, coach was definitely more upbeat than he was after the game on Saturday because uh, that was 
not where you want to be uh, down the stretch. So. Yeah. So I wonder how we, how we feeling, obviously right. Jazz to get that point. Audi field was so hype and excited after that game. Um, really, really loud for a Wednesday and pretty packed as Joshua said, um, the supporter section w- was really loud. So, you know, we got the, the goal, we got the three points. I think we're in seventh now. We looked at the live table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a couple other scores didn't go quite our way, but seventh is still a playoff spot. So how how are we feeling? And Jersey's in eighth. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if, if, as you look at the table, <laughs> the East is just nuts. I mean, Columbus had a big win tonight. They're only three points behind us. So it's it's not really where we want them to be coming into town but, on the weekend. But our goal. Oh wait, our goal differential is gone now. <laughs> well, we play you, Columbus, yeah. right? Yes. Uh, so yes, it's yes. another essentially six point game. Yeah, and the good news is, I mean, we're we're on thirteen wins on the season, which is the first tiebreaker, right? So we're we're in decent shape uh, against teams like Columbus. Uh, Montreal still have a game in hand. Um, How but many I points th- behind are they? Uh, Montreal's one point behind in ninth. They're behind the Red Bulls on wins. And Columbus is in 10th. They're three points behind us on 41, but they play us on the weekend. So if they win, they're going to be in a really good spot. Whereas if we win, we can eliminate Columbus. And I, I mean, it's hard for me to do math on the air after a few beers, but I'm pretty sure there is a scenario this weekend where we could clinch. I haven't figured it out yet. But um, I, th- I think there might be the midweek games are going to make it a little tough. So it might Montreal be like having a, one in hand is tough too. Uh, well, yeah. Montreal plays Red Bulls. Montreal plays Red Bulls. Red Bulls have a midweek game next week, so they still have a game in the end. Yeah, and so does Montreal, I believe. Uh, they so, play like Canadian Championship or something. They're playing like Forge FC or something. Yeah, they, Montreal Forge. still <laughs> is only on thirty-one games, so they've got to they've got to pick up a game somewhere here. Yeah, yeah. so they play Montreal play. Oh, I got uh, the Red Bulls up. But <laughs> this is a live podcast. Y'all. Montreal play uh, Forge. Oh, they played Forge FC. Uh, went to penalties one eight seven, but they play Red Bull uh, on Saturday and then Wednesday, uh, November third, against Houston Dynamo. That probably should be a win for them. And then Sunday, uh, they play Orlando City. So we essentially just have to keep winning. Uh, I would feel more comfortable if we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's much better to be in a position where you have points and are not having to worry about other people again. So We've got control now that you are in a playoff spot. You know, yeah, going I mean, down the stretch. Less we, control than I'd like with them having a game in hand. Well, what's interesting is, I mean, I th- I think at this point, you know, Detroit, uh, man, I was gonna say you're right with that. That game in hand doesn't help, but th- they they can't really pass anybody. I mean, they they there are teams above them that they can pass, but the likelihood of that happening is very good. It's you're, you're trying to keep these teams at bay. Oof, um, you're right. So we are playing for that seventh playoff spot, as as Aaron said. Playing so, for another wait, road trip to Nashville. What? How many points do we have? Forty-four, forty-four. The DC United app is wrong. Shocking. It has us. <laughs> <in seventh. laughs> it has us in seventh with forty-two points. New Jersey Red Bulls below us with forty-four points. So I know it's wolf. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sorry. So we're not going to use that app. <laughs> um, but back to the game. You know, it started off with DC United pressing upfield fairly well you know not you know obviously when you play the red bulls you're going to be playing a team that's going to press you throughout uh but dc and i created early with a, a great ball through roberta kind of shrugged off his defender and played the ball across Ola. where <laughs> <laughs> and, and frankly i would love to see Ola finish that but 
it's almost just as well that he didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. touch the ball at all because Kevin came in and I, I think I t- turned to you, John, during the game. It was like, how many times during the Ben Olsen era would you have not one but two guys at the top of the six looking to finish a, a, a cross coming in? Um, yeah. It, it was fantastic to see, and you know, it was clear that the joy on Kevin's face to put the ball back in the net in such an important game. Yeah, and his little individual post game celebration too. He was uh, he was feeling it, even though he came off early. He was he, like he, limping behind the line. Yeah, hopefully that's not too serious. I was like, did, did you actually notice the limp? I was gonna say, I, I yeah, didn't, oh, he was. No, limping. Yeah, it's not great. I only saw him dancing, so. Uh, hopefully it's just like the ice pack underneath yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Hernan said afterwards that it was not a recurrence of a previous injury it was a, a knock he picked up during this game uh, but he had no further update on you know timeline or anything like that but he was standing around and having a good time in the post game so hopefully that's a, a good sign for him moving forward because we definitely need Kevin to be upright and, and playing yeah yeah, but, uh, so so yeah, it was great to see him score the goal, and then uh, I, I've I've hinted, I, I've maybe even said it a couple of times, but the, the stylistically pretty similar teams that don't want the ball, they just want to go, 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 uh, and so it was a little bit frustrating after the goal. We 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 started to try to play possession, uh, and you could see a couple guys getting caught on the ball. Gressel didn't have a great game; he was caught out a couple times, uh, and then like we started gradually leaning into just like just chuck it upfield and let Roberta and Ola chase it uh maybe body someone a little bit and earn a corner or something and we had plenty of corners and, and I think we got better and better at that towards the end of the game I, I think maybe they were trying to go for a second goal there for a little bit uh but yeah don't don't give Red Bull the chance to break quickly uh they did a good job of shutting down anything that could have happened yeah no I think the difference between like Benny Ball a la Ben Olsen and what Lasada was doing tonight is that yeah we were checking it up the field but we knew where to kick it to where our forwards were in the general vicinity and we had one to two forwards who were actually up the field and able if not to win the ball to at least pressure the defense and relieve a little bit of the pressure so the team entirely could press up the field a little bit more so even though Red Bull you know maybe it wasn't DC United's great pass great pass forward New Jersey was able to collect it and send it down the field a little bit we had at least time to kind of reshape and figure out what our system was so that way they weren't just getting another shot off immediately yeah and I, I think the Fords deserve a little bit of credit for for the work they put in and Kabara has surprised me he, he is now 32 he's like 32 and maybe a handful of days but uh he's hustling and, and tonight was weird uh he, he wasn't playing the nine position Roberta was occupying that spot and I, I thought he did a great job too Roberta's always been the one to the one to hustle and they, they did well pressuring and, and running down the, those long balls so so credit to them maybe didn't get the chance to put the game away or or you know except for Roberta's ball across to, to Kevin but uh great work uh from the top to help s- set up the rest of the team yeah and, and that's not a bad approach when you're playing a high pressing team is you know playing big balls over the top and letting your forwards run onto it. Roberta is not necessarily the player that I would look at and say <laughs> he's a guy who's going to, you know, beat the defender to every ball coming over. But he did what he needed to do on the goal. Uh, again, that wasn't from a, a long ball over. But, again, that was clearly the approach that the team wanted to use. And, you know, there's a number of times where in a different game you would have seen them try to build out a little bit. But instead they were playing – big balls over the top and hoping for guys to run onto it. The number of times that you saw Kamara and Paul switching sides at the top and Roberta really occupying that center uh, attacking role as the, not a target man, but a 
furthest forward guy for when the ball comes over and you start that foot race. Uh, it was definitely a different look from DC United. And I'm, I'm for one, I'm encouraged to see that this team is able to shift a little bit. You know, the number of times that Hernan has talked about wanting to play his style and that's what we're going to do it game in and game out. Uh, it's nice to see that the team can shift a little bit and it's very nice to see them get the reward for that work today. Yeah, I think Hernan's, uh, he's still evolving and, and changing things within this team. Another little wrinkle that I noticed is Donovan Pines goes up for these goal kicks now. I don't know if you noticed, speaking of Ben Olsen, kind of remnant of his last days with DCU that like where everyone crowds like one quarter of the field or, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But now, now Donovan Pines is like up there with Roberta and Kamara and he should beat almost anyone in the league. Well, he does. Mm-hmm. And then he just heads it out. Yeah, well, yeah, he did that a couple times too. Uh, but yeah, so uh, it's encouraging to see this team try different things and succeed. Uh, especially as we go into the stretch where yes, all, all these games are finals, but if we do make the playoffs, we're going to have to have a wrinkle or two against the best teams in the league. And I thought it was good that we were able to execute a couple things tonight that, that were those. Yeah. I mean, sorry, John, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to switch gears. So please. Oh no, I just, I, I mean, I, I've been saying, you know, just play the system, play the system, play the system, but I, I have to like give credit to tonight. You know, we did see a shift and we did see it work and just what Joshua just said, you know, if, when we make the playoffs um we are going to play teams that are better than dc united right they just like have more talent they've had more time to get cohesive so seeing that we kind of have known how to put teams under pressure and finish games that way but now we also know how to sit back a little bit and kill games off by getting an early goal i think bodes well for us going into the stretch and then hopefully farther than that yeah, and I mean, I, I think it, different than some of the years in the past when DC United have kind of snuck into the playoffs at the end of the season because they either got hot or they were just, you know, sort of kind of good enough to get in. You know, looking at, at the teams we'll potentially see in the playoffs, should we make it, we've hung with and beat all of these teams except for, you know, New England and Orlando are the two. I don't believe we I don't believe we beat Orlando this year. But everybody else, should've. we've... We've played very close, and Orlando's obviously one we, we should have beat or at least drawn away. Yeah, and um, New England has the bye yeah. for the first, so at least we don't have to yeah. play on the first round. So, I mean, there's there's nobody on this list I look at of like, well, you know, hey, we get that seven seed, but then we're just totally out the first round because we got to play this team. Like, I, I don't feel that with this DC United team, which is different than I have in the past. I mean, they've still got injuries. They've still got fatigue. They've still got their problems, but I, I do think on their day they can compete with anybody, and and – my question for you guys after watching tonight's game, you know, it's it's been since the Chicago match uh, a month and a half ago that we've kept a clean sheet other than the Nashville game, which was a miserable 0-0 draw for everyone involved. But obviously the weekend shipped six goals, and, and they've recently been giving up goals at a little bit of a higher rate. Tonight they kept a clean sheet. What do you guys think was kind of the difference defensively tonight? I'll go first. It's a different type of work, work ethic and grit that we're seeing right now. And, you know, right before – Shut up. Right before we went live. Just got bingo. <laughs> <laughs> right before we went live, we were uh, listening to the, the post game, which again, we hope to put at the end. But uh, Bill was talking about how it's, it's really an entire team, not just the roster team, but, you know, the coaching staff and, sure. and the backroom staff, like everybody who's who's really giving their all to make sure everybody's in the right mentality and moving forward. And especially after the game that shall not be named this past weekend, right? Everyone really wanted to shift gears and focus forward. And again, that just bodes really well for this team and moving forward and 
being able to, regardless of the circumstances, shift into that right gear and get the result when it really matters. I don't know if I'd chalk it up entirely to grit. Well, that... <laughs> I mean, the, the team certainly played solidly defensively. Yes. You, you watch through the 90 minutes today and the Red Bulls had a higher XG, but there was no one single opportunity that you thought, wow, this team really stood on their head and made you know a, a key stop at this point, whether it was Bill, whether it was one of the defenders. There was nothing that was super threatening. You know, the Ripples failed to execute for sure, but a lot of that comes from what the defense did. Hold on, are you saying Bill wasn't good for one this game? He, he didn't I have to. Be. I think that potential no, one was, was off target. I, I, I will say the one that I, I literally turned to you and was like, "Was that the one?" And he you might were have like, stopped an Olympico tonight. No, I think he stopped an uh, Olympico tonight. That's possible. No, possible. I, I will say that Bill's. If we're going to say, as we say, that Bill's worth one, <laughs> as Michael Black says, and then so I just quote, won my bingo card. Yeah, <laughs> that having Bill at the back, organizing and getting people in line and doing what he needs them to do was very valuable tonight. There were a number of set pieces we were seeing, a number of corners that we were seeing come in where the team had to deal with it. And for the most part, they did a very good job of handling it. There were a couple of nervy moments, but nothing that ended up costing us. Uh, so again, it's so great to have Bill at the back there. And as Sam was talking, uh, you know, in the post-game press conference, Bill was talking about how important it was for the team to put this last game behind us and to come out and have a clean sheet. You know, he mentioned Nashville being a clean sheet as well, but to really just forget entirely about that horrible performance in the Bronx where basically everybody had glaring errors. And if you have an error like you had in New York, you're going home with maybe a point, maybe no points today, but they, they played well. So just to be clear on what I said, um, I don't mean grit f- via the past several seasons where it was just like, if we work hard enough, we'll get some type of result. I think the grit that we're seeing and the, the effort and mentality that we're seeing this season is that that work is being done in practice and that work is being done, you know, in the video room and just beforehand and everyone getting their mind right. So when they step onto the field, they've already done the work and there's obviously the work to be done in the game but everyone really knows what their role is and they know what to do and you can see that shift in tactics in this game and you still see the result out of it so I think it's just generally working harder you know we make a lot of jokes about Lasada and his fitness mentality at the beginning of the season but it, it that's not just fitness right it's also soccer know-how and you know being able to read the game and things like that I'm sure he's worked with each player individually and all those things and that's kind of the mentality that i was referencing and it's interesting you talk about fitness uh you know because earlier in the season you know it was very clear that lasada would only put guys out there who were 100 percent ready to go uh willing to hit the levels that he was expecting from them uh it's also been interesting seeing that change over the course of the season especially down the stretch here he said that you know we don't expect playoffs this year but he clearly would like to win the games to get in the playoffs and give this team a chance to go forward. He played guys who, like a guy in Paul who was only good for 45 tonight, a yeah. guy in Brendan's Heinz Ike who was only good for a, about 30 minutes. I think Nahar ended up going the full 90 or well, just he about 60 some. He came off for oh, uh, for Heinz Ike, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, that's right. Yeah. So again, you made this change late, but clearly 
you know, part of that may have been just the sheer availability of players, but part of it too is a willingness to understand, hey, this is what we've got to do to get points, and they got the points tonight. Yeah, there, there's a lot in this game that I would like more. I, I would like our players to get healthy. Uh, if you're talking about or not uh, demanding 100%, and yeah, I think he has eased up on that, but Yamil must be one of those downloads that gets stuck at 99 because he is just <laughs> gone. Uh, uh, Dude, I'm telling you, I saw him on a milk carton. Uh, no, this would have been a great game for Yamil to come in for Paul and play uh, that kind of yeah. role. That's, that's where I'm going with I, yeah. I do not understand Skundrick's use in this team. We, we had Adrian Perez on the bench who in the beginning of the season was able to do – he came in, I think, with two games ago mm-hmm. and seemed to do decently enough. Uh, He's not an outside back, but other than that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they kept him out tonight primarily just because we, we weren't chasing another goal. Uh, I think we would have expected I, – I, I would have expected to have seen him if we were tied or, or down. We had the luxury of managing minutes tonight. Got to take advantage, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just saying we – Yeah. No, it's, it's true. Not got lucky, but it was good for us to be able to do that. And I mean, Griffin Yao is another one that I'm surprised we we don't see a, a few more minutes on. Granted, he got he got 45 more than Yamil did in New York this weekend. Yeah, I, that was, I don't know if we can count on that for much. I I just can't see Skund. I don't know. I, I guess he brings the hustle or grit, not TM Benny Ball area <laughs> grit. He he just hustles around, but it, I don't know, man. It's frustrating for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I would like to see our dynamic players back, and I. I I thought Adrian Perez was that in the beginning of the season. I would like for him to be it again. I think we need those guys uh, late in the game. We're trying to kill time. I was like, Jordi Reyna needs to be on so he can win a throw in and just like get a corner from it because he's so good at that. Uh, and he kind of brings attention away from that right side uh, because he can sometimes score goals. Uh, I would love, 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 love those guys. I would feel a lot better, especially if we do make the playoffs, if we had those options. Uh, Flores is a whole nother can of worms, but it would feel a lot better if we had some dynamic pieces to put in. Well, and it's interesting when you talk about what you have available and the tools that you have available. Uh, you're right. You already brings a different dynamic than the other guys do. And each of the guys has a different weapon and a different approach that they bring in, which I think is kind of inherent in the roster that Lasada and Lucy Russian have inherited coming into this year is that you've got a lot of different guys who do a lot of different things, but if one of them isn't available, you don't necessarily have a like-for-like replacement. Where if you're going to be a system-driven team that lives and dies on playing a certain way, you would ideally like to have several guys who you say, oh, this is their skill set, and you just slot them in and fill it as you need to. Uh, that's not necessarily the way the team is built right now. Yeah, yeah, I think that's such a good point. If, if you even just like look at the number nines we have, we have a Bia uh, who is good at, uh, very good at holding up the ball late in the games and and, and driving towards goal, earning corners. Uh, his game is completely different than Ola's. And if Ola gets hurt, I think we're screwed because his game is completely different than Roberta. So, it, yeah, and it's like that almost all the way down. Our wingers are, are like that. Our outside backs. Gosh, Joe. Joe. <laughs> oh, I look forward to you joining Alyssa Segura down in Austin. <laughs> uh, you'll do great wow. things down there. Man. Uh, but, hey, yeah. Charlotte's got an, uh, an expansion draft, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah no, I think they it's... already have a, a outside back, right? They do. <laughs> they do. Fuchs, right? Four man back line is is set up for success. Not a, not a three man back line with Fuchs either. So <laughs> they're committed. Um, yeah, I, I think you know, just closing comments at least for me on on the defense tonight. I I saw resiliency. 
which was something that you got to have at this point in the season. You know, they, they really had a bounce back performance and, and a lot of those guys were on the field in the first half this weekend when they got shelled. And so for them to come out and, and, and play the way they did tonight, um, you know, that, that that's credit to them. They, they deserve a lot for that, you know, coming back. Granted, they're still in the, they were still in the thick of the playoff chase coming into tonight. They certainly have positioned themselves even better now. Yeah. Um, but man, it's not easy to, to ship six goals. They shipped four in the first half before a lot of them came out. But um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was an impressive turnaround from them. Um, before we shift forward or Joshua throws his mic out, TBD, um, let's award a man of the match. Uh, does anybody want to go first tonight? I want to go last. Okay. Yeah. Michael. Bill Hamid. <laughs> I mean, I am wearing a Bill Hamid jersey today. Uh, he played great, but it was not necessarily the reason we won. Uh, for me, today was all about defense. Uh, Kevin had a, a fantastic strike early to put us ahead, and the team very much was ready to defend for the next 80-plus minutes, uh, particularly from Donovan Pines and Steve Birnbaum. They both did everything you ask and more, clearing balls out, doing what they could. Uh, I gave it to Donovan Pines last week. He always seems to pop up when you need him. Uh for me, a little bit sentimental. Uh, Steve Birnbaum played his 200th appearance for DC United today. Wow. So for me, uh, both of them are very close, but th- that edges it for me, and I'll give it to Steve Birnbaum today. He was the man of 200 matches. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn it on you. You stole my whole bit, man. Uh, no, I, I honestly, I think even. Hey, before- this is what happens when you ask someone else to go. I know. Damn it. I think I'd learn by now. Um, no, I, I'll go second, and I'll, I'll agree with you again, which means i got to do better next week. But, um, yeah, no, I, I actually, even before I saw the 200-game mark for Steve, which is an impressive uh, accolade to hit here in the black and red, but I thought he had some really impressive kind of coming-out-of-nowhere moments tonight, especially in that second half when, you know, Red Bulls were coming forward, DC United were potentially trying to get into position, balls were coming in the box. He had some some clear clear that's good he had some key clearances uh in order to, to keep the clean sheet so yeah for me and and i, I gotta be honest with you guys steve our kind of one of those guys i think that flies under the radar for me a lot on this team just because he does his job and he does it very well uh, but tonight was one of those nights that i really did notice it uh so I, i'll give him the shout and the guy who wasn't starting the beginning of the year still hurt yeah yeah has anybody not been hurt all season on this <laughs> team is there anyone on this roster that's not spent time actually hurt griffin yeah uh julian gressel has played a lot of it i think he's been its leader for dc united yeah um speaking of julian gressel i'm wearing his jersey black no chance for the <laughs> match. <but laughs> i was gonna I, say what <laughs> i was guys i was primed i was on fb ref today looking at stats and, and scarily scarily uh shot creating chances or scott uh, shot creating actions uh, Julian Russell is the only player on DC United's team in the top 136 for shot creating chances. So he is 136. <laughs> no, nobody else has oh, registered he, enough games. He's <laughs> he's fourth. The, the next one is Andy Nahar, who has missed a lot of games, and then Kevin Paredes. So shots. But yeah, I was ready for Julian to have a great game. Maybe assist Ola so he, he get not. closer to 20. Ola did not get closer to 20 tonight. And the the, the best player uh, setting up the unanimous for Sam to break it, it was Stephen Birnbaum after a terrible game on the weekend. A Steven Gerrard moment where he slips and lets it go in. He was all over the place <laughs> tonight and, and really showed strength. And, and yeah, he, we, we lose track of him because he's not 
the big you know signing that we pull from from Atlanta. He's not one of our homegrowns, which you know uh, makes up most of our back line now. Uh, but he he's a, was a solid draft pick a long time ago, and he, and he's a good leader for this team, and he was so good. I was watching some of his mechanics, uh, especially for for on Red Bulls long balls, and he would. He would always have some sort of trick to throw off the offensive player. He would either stop short and then accelerate quickly to where the ball was actually going to throw off the, the attacker, or he would go far and then come back. It, it was awesome. And then, he, yeah, in, in the clutch moments, he was able to take the ball off. So my man of the match, uh, Stephen Burtmom. I, I got to just point out real quick before you go, Sam, but we all kind of gawked a little bit when you when you were bleeding into Gressel. He didn't, I didn't think he had a terrible game. No, 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 I just not, thought he had a, a never, kind of yeah, a, yeah. a pedestrian game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a man of match. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. I don't everybody think we're attacking Julian. Like, he's, allowed, he's allowed to have one off game. <laughs> That's yeah. fair. Um, I I mean, St- Steven is such a good shout. He's been one of my favorite players on DC United for years and years and years. Um, I was commenting, and I'm, I might have done it before on the pod. I feel like, oh, stop. He's <laughs> he's like a 20 years ago, he would have put, like been like the number one center back for the men's national team. He's such like an old school center back in that he just like clears the ball. He heads it. He wins it all the time, but it doesn't necessarily go to DC United, right? And that's not necessarily a crack because he's doing his job, but I feel like the new school center backs are better at keeping possession. What? You, you know when like, you're listening to a podcast and suspense is building, you're waiting to figure out what they say, uh, and you get a general sense that their other hosts know what they're probably going to say? For Matt, Sam's man of the matches, I, I have no idea. I live with her. I have no idea what she's about to say. <laughs> I, will say I will say Sam's man of the match is always the biggest question mark of the show. Yes. It, it, it is, unless Kevin Paredes scores like a hattie or basically has a bad game and she picks him anyway we have no idea where i know you're building up the steve burma but it can't say it's it, not it can't, it can't be kevin tonight though because he, he got something off so, and he scored a yeah. goal and so, oh, it, <laughs> that's two disqualifiers so it's not kevin but brian groomer might as well be here because in the comments he said wonder who sk most for oh yeah kp not him obviously we love the goal i'd love i would have loved to hear him in the post game just talking about the atlantic cup winning it because he was you know born and raised dc united player whatever I'm going to go with Bill Hamid. I think you all underrated him a little bit this game. I I do think he came up with some really big saves that kept us in the game. There were a couple, you know, goal stopping. I don't care what the XG was. Like, there were a couple that should have been in the back of the net and could have had, you know, certain other DC United goalkeepers been in the net. Um, I definitely think Bill was a difference maker this game. Um, My other honorable mention is Russell Knauss, who I – also think this season has gone pretty underrated, but he, he makes a, I mean, just the nature of the position, he makes a lot of key tackles that don't get the acknowledgement because they're not fancy or they don't lead to anything really pretty, but he does really well. What were you gasping at, Russell? I was gasping at you wanted him benched early this year. Who? Russell Canals. And I had to make a whole oh argument gosh. about oh, how he was oh my gosh. shortly removed from a, a USMT cap, and he was the heartbeat of this team for the 2018 push. I you broke your mic. Sam broke your mic. <laughs> and, <laughs> and spent some time injured this year, too. But, yes, Russell Knauss deserves credit. Just threw a beer on the ground. Oh, man. <laughs> Shambles. <laughs> oh, if, if we're given uh, honorable mentions, I agree with Sam. I, I did think Russ had a, a good game tonight. I also think that um, – I was trying to figure out where what Sam's. Bill, I thought you were going over there to fix the mic. Bill was also um, good. Yeah. No, I, I, of course Bill was, but um, my boy Joe Moore actually did put in a decent shift. Y'all kind of took a little dookie on him, but he's not 
fit for this system. We've said that a million times, but he had some clutch tackles. And, you know, when Joe lines up for a tackle, I, I really appreciate how he slides like a good 10 feet into the tackle. And still, it's a great clearance. It, it, he's so fun to watch. I'm going to be sad when he's not on the team next year. And, and yeah, we he's a nice guy. He doesn't deserve <laughs> to be <laughs> drugged through the mud like I like I have done recently. Uh, <laughs> Bro, you led with nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not meant for this team at all. He, he's great in a four in the back where you don't want your your outside back to put in crosses or just be a threat on the dribble because he's neither of those two things. He's defensive, uh, and that's fine. Well, I hold on. I, I will when, say he re, right before the end of the the bottom fell out of Lucharoo that that first year. Joseph Mora was a stud, and he was always getting forward in that four man back line. Mm-hmm. It was just that the system allowed him to do that, and I think now he's asked to either be forward all the time as a, as a wing back, doesn't really suit him, or if they ask him to play uh, as a center back in the three back man back line, well, he's got to defend exclusively, and that's not really where you want him defending either. Yeah, I think that's fair. If if you know alternate timeline, Ben Olsen is coaching up in Toronto, he'd be great trade bait for <laughs> for them up there because they they need help defensively. True. What a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I lost track of the conversation. I yeah, like, no, fixed it, my mic. It, it does go back to what we were saying as far as, you know, players who fit, players whose skill sets are useful. And if you're in a team without a salary limit, then you can have guys who can slot in. When you want to shift to playing four at the back or playing a very defensive model, that's great. But unfortunately, that's not the universe we live in. And there are other things that we expect that DC United could do with those dollars. So we'll see what happens in the offseason. I have no idea where Morris' contract is at the moment, but uh, I have to imagine that they'll find a way to acquire some GAM or what have you. Speaking of which, how awesome is it that Cincinnati had to pay us more money for getting Lucho, <laughs> even though they're still, what, bottom two, bottom three on the table? Well, you bottom, know, I mentioned the, the shot-creating actions <laughs> thing. Uh, uh, Julian Gressel is not 136, guys. He's, he's fourth in the league, third. After I think Gil and Reynoso is uh, Lucho. He's been pretty good for a very bad Cincinnati team, and maybe this team would be better with him. But you know what? We can talk about that another time. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Uh, as, we, as we look forward to the weekend, before we dig into um, the Spirit and, and Loudon schedule, we'll talk a little bit about, as we're into the final two weeks here, um, some tasty fixtures, if you will, on Saturday. And, and they line up in a nice way to actually watch a lot of them. Inter-Miami plays New York City at 1.30. That's a game that doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot to DC United. Miami was ahead of uh, Atlanta tonight for, for a minute. Uh, I think they're essentially eliminated from playoff contention, barring some form of Armageddon. Um, Real Salt Lake plays San Jose. Nobody really cares. But then at 4 o'clock, Red Bull Montreal, which is a big game for DC United. Both of those teams are one point behind uh, the black and red, and they both have a game in hand. So a, a big time draw is really what we're all looking for there uh, in, in Jersey. And then at six o'clock, DC United is back at their standard seven thirty kickoffs. Now uh, is Atlanta United and, and Toronto. So that's a game that like sort of maybe kind of matters to DC United. Uh, Atlanta are two points ahead of them in, in the table. They do still have a game in hand, but it's possible the oh. wheels could come off. Um, I don't believe yeah. that they will. It's but. only two points. 
the listen dc united's app was wrong earlier they were like six points behind no, <laughs> i was no, like no. oh you're right we're not catching uh, anybody do not go to points. dc united no, totally sorry. doable sorry zach don't go to dc united's app for <laughs> I, don't your, for your the, tables. I don't think zach does the app <laughs> we love zach but yeah i mean the, the, the certainly the game of of the day is ours uh we, we've got to beat columbus to stay alive we've got to beat columbus to position ourselves well hopefully the other uh you know dominoes fall the way we'd like for them to and it all sets up for for a fun decision day uh in, yeah. in just under 10 days yeah i, I think sorry black essentially if we win the next two games we're in right i don't know the exact math i haven't looked at the exact but i'll the, go as far as say definitely if we win the next two games i think we're in okay yeah 50 points should be enough uh what we're at 44 right now if you oh, 50, okay. stop <laughs> like, oh, you're just in a different reality <laughs> sam dc united has you messed up <laughs> yeah um, yeah you, you're in the playoffs right now you went too more there's probably a scenario where it doesn't happen and you don't end up uh, in the playoffs, but for yeah. all intents and purposes, you can win your next two games and win out. And yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what DC United does this weekend against the Columbus team that, that has to have the game, uh, our last home game. You know, something that the the team has talked about being a advantage for this team. They like most MLS teams, they play significantly better at home. This is your opportunity to get three points and get that much closer to locking up a playoff spot. I would ideally not like to have to do anything in Toronto next weekend, uh, regardless of how bad they've been this year. Uh, it's You don't want to have to make a decision on the last day. It's a Toronto team that, that that's going to want to beat us. I mean, we beat them 7-1 yeah. to one this season, even though we may have saved their future by getting Chris Armas fired. I, <laughs> that's a Toronto team that's not going to want to lose that game, uh, regardless of what it means to us. Yeah. Mm. i just like to conceptualize, too. I'm like so looking forward to going into the next two games, and y'all can quote me on it, the next two games if we lose and we're out of the playoffs, right? But it's just an exciting place to be, given last season oh. and given a new foreign coach, right, who are – statistically in MLS like not likely to go like super far right I don't think anyone not American has won MLS Tata. Tata always. Right, right. So just, okay, well we blocked that <laughs> out we always forget that so <laughs> <laughs> um but but it's just it's a very exciting time to be a DC United fan I just want to again contextualize that even you know if we don't hit all our hopes and dreams this season we've we've got a lot to build off of in the second season and i'm very excited to even be in this position going into the last two games yeah it's it's really important and i'll footstomp that sam i mean think of where we were last year not only as a team but as a fan base in a society we couldn't even go to games right and so <laughs> at the beginning of this season if we said you know hey we're just gonna come down to the last couple games here you're gonna be able to have a chance to be in the stadium cheering the guys season, on um you know, it's huge. You you got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy it for what it is. And, and, you know, there's there's agony that we've felt before. And, it, you know, at some point it'll come back again. Hopefully not this year. But um, hey, we'd be safely in if the playoffs were still at 10 teams. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'd probably rest, right. rest a couple games. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Miami wouldn't be eliminated yet. We'd be suiting up, I think. <laughs> Chicago would. That is an issue. <laughs> I mean, Drew Skundrick is. So. Oh, right, right. Jeez. Not a far okay. shot. That is an interesting dynamic. Uh, Does he pay rent? <laughs> to Audi Field to play maybe yeah, oh, to, be, to be that deep inside your head. <laughs> Sorry, I mean you know that Andy's got their guys like Nyman and Paredes aren't playing paying rent. So uh, back to what, what I was saying, you know, with the way that, you know the season ends up and with the way the playoffs pan out, if you make the playoffs, you've got two weeks to get ready for them. You know, they start the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, 
I for one would like to see what these United can do if they can get guys healthy over those two weeks. Hopefully, we don't have guys going off and getting injured on their national breaks and uh, what have you. But haven't seen that yet. <laughs> yeah, they haven't shown the ability to stay healthy, but. I would really much like to see what DC United can do with a couple of weeks to lead up to it and have an opportunity to play one of those games. And it's all for them right now. They have a chance to make it happen. I don't think any of us wants the season end next weekend in Toronto. And uh, this team, maybe not competing for a Mall's Cup, but certainly in with a shout to you know make some noise in the playoffs. You know who is in the playoffs? The spirit the washington spirit which what a year man oh my god what for the whole league. how many games did they forfeit this year at least two with I... a home game in houston yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Been a, it's been oh a... my god that was this season yeah <laughs> it, was like it was so long ago yeah they, they wow two games for which we won and then one a home game that was played away yeah we win our away home games only, only ones in the league, honestly, to win all our away home games. So Yes, undefeated. But, yeah, also <laughs> in the playoffs, super exciting. We've got one more game um, on Sunday. So Yeah, who, who they have this weekend? Uh, Houston. Houston. On Halloween. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and speaking of playoffs. Could potentially be hosting a home playoff game if they yeah. things go right for them. Super exciting. We love it. No, that that would be awesome. And, and the team has been through hell this year. So uh, well it's deserved. still going through. They're currently yeah. practicing yeah. at a high school. In the middle of hell. <laughs> um, yeah, we got that. Speaking of playoffs, time. teams that won't be in the playoffs, Loud United, they played the Charlotte Independents for the 98th time tonight. <laughs> they lost. They play the Red Bulls, too, this weekend. Uh, I, I think the most exciting storyline in Loud United is going to be what league do they play in next year. And uh, as much as I had hoped this championship thing would work out, Perhaps it's time to hang it up. And, and, I think and move they've down. said that it's their intent to stay in the championship as long as possible. I like, I know some teams are transitioning down. Uh, I I am still though? fascinated to see. I I would love to read the documents in which they got the deals they got in Loudon. Like how much of that was predicated on them playing in oh, you know, that the second tier, or how this all works, how it's going to play out. It'll be fascinating. But I think if they can get into a third tier league, the soccer might be a heck of a lot more competitive. Which is a good thing. At least in my mind. I like watching close games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about Latin a lot over the course of the season, and it's always going to be a struggle when you have a team that is not set up with winning being their first objective. It It's yeah. just it's hard to win, especially when you're playing against other players who are professionals and going out there trying to take care of business week in and week out. Uh I would love to see Loudon competing at the USL Championship level. I think having a lower division team in your organization that's still playing at a high level can only be helpful. They've clearly shown that they're not up to it. Yeah, they're they're not at that high level, despite being in the higher level division. Mark. It's tough. Uh, but that's their last game of the season, I think, uh, against Red Bull 2. Uh, another team, a very similar uh, situation that brought them to the table holding out just to get guys' minutes at the championship level. Got to love it. We'll talk a lot more about the future of Loudon United in the offseason, but before we leave you tonight, guys, I got one last question for you, and it's simply this. Who takes home the final playoff spot in the East, Sam? Assuming DC United is higher than final playoff spot, I don't really care. I I don't know that that's going to happen. but DC United is making the playoffs. Nah, I like it. Unsure what else you're getting at. Michael. 
I think it ends up being Montreal. I think DC United actually moves up to sixth. Wow. Joshua. I, d- I don't see the points on the table. Uh, I was not very optimistic tonight, but I, I don't see any other team besides DC United, if they do make the playoffs finishing seventh. If it's not us, it's because we missed. I To completely go against what you said, Black. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it really is all there for the taking. The, the last thing I was just looking at is, I mean, the Red Bulls have a, a brutal run in, you know, Montreal, Atlanta, and Nashville. Uh, for them, which is which is not great. DC United have 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 a path. It's it's there for the taking. Let's hope they do it. Yeah. Big game this weekend at, at Audi Field against Columbus. That's Saturday at seven thirty. Uh, if you're not already planning to go, go. Um, if you need tickets, let us know. I'm sure we can find a way in. They're tickets, available. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it happen. Just get to the game, make some noise, and 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 cheer the boys on into the playoffs. Thanks Sounds for joining good. us. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys this weekend. Hey, Coach, congrats on the result. Thank you, Sai. Before we take questions, any opening remarks from you? Uh, yes, the, the obvious remark that we needed to win tonight to stay in the run for that um, final playoff spot, and, and we did it. Perfect. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Hi, Hernan. Thanks for your time. What uh, what did you see from your team, um, both in in effort and and tactically, technically, um, that you didn't see the other night? What what other night? <laughs> the New York City game. Ah, okay. No, I don't think you can compare both games. Is that's to make sense to compare us with the with a game uh, where. Uh, nothing went went okay. So uh, I think you can compare this game with the last time we won against the Red Bulls or the last time we played on the road against them. Uh, that's the kind of comparison you can make because it's the same opponent. And knowing that is is the kind of a rival who is playing um, a, a tough game uh, based on duels, based on second balls, and you need to be tougher than them if you want to have a chance to win. So we won uh, for the first time since I don't know how many years, uh, uh, two times uh, at home. And we won the Atlantic Cup that I didn't see tonight. So uh, now 48 hours to, to, to recover and to go again. Uh, so... Extremely happy with the effort that the players uh, gave tonight. Uh, um, probably not the nicest game to watch, but you know what you have to do if you want to beat a team like uh, New York Red Bulls. And we did it. We'll go to Jason Anderson. Uh, hi, Arnon. Uh, thanks for speaking to us. Congrats on uh, the win. Um, I wanted to ask a little about how you used your forwards tonight. It seemed like uh, you had Paul sort of underneath and sometimes drifting out to uh, to the wing uh, when the Red Bulls wanted to come forward up their right side, your left side. Um, was that part of the plan or was that him sort of making a read uh, as the game went on? 
No, we play like we play the whole season. And in this opportunity, the idea behind was to keep Nigel, Nigel Roberta a little bit more uh, higher on the field as a number nine to use uh, his speed and to have more Ola and, and Paul underneath uh, in that winger number 10 role in between the lines with Junior and, and Russell in a more defensive role. But okay, once again, like the, the, the rest of the season, uh, we start the game with players who were not at 100%. Uh, Paul, Andy, Kevin needed to go out. Um, so we need to be creative. We need to always adapt to circumstances. And they told me in, in Europe uh, during my training course, that you need to expect the unexpected and that you need to, to be able to adapt to, to difficult circumstances. And that's what we did the whole year and the whole season, uh, adapting to situations that you don't expect, to make uh, substitutions that you don't expect. Uh, and many times we have a plan, but we need to adapt and, and change it in the middle of the game due to, to physical problems and, and injuries. So, uh, actually, I, I take I take my hat off for 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 this team and for the players uh, willing to to find an answer every single time again and again under very difficult circumstances. We'll go to Moises Linares. Profesor, felicitaciones en el triunfo. Parece que ya había pasado mucho tiempo antes de que se saboreara otra victoria tan importante. Eh, cuéntenos un poco de lo que, lo que significa para usted que este equipo reaccione de esta manera después de lo que sucedió el fin de semana. Y, y segundo, se viene un partido, como usted dijo, otra final contra un club de Colombia que también pelea por un lugar. ¿Qué se puede esperar para ese partido? Muy contento con la reacción del equipo, muy contento con eh, los esfuerzos, con la mentalidad. Los chicos lo están dando todo. Y con Columbus, bueno, obviamente nada, no tenemos nada que perder. Nosotros no debemos ganar. Eh, hay gente que piensa que nosotros debemos eh, o estamos obligados a algo. Nosotros no estamos obligados a nada. Eh, el que está obligado es Columbus, el que está obligado es New York City, el que está obligado son los equipos que han invertido muchísimos más millones que nosotros. Y nosotros estamos intentando compensar eh, eh, toda esa falta de inversión en, con esfuerzos, con esfuerzos, con buena actitud, con, con eh, energía positiva, y lo estamos logrando. Así que el sábado no debemos ganar. El sábado lo que sí debemos es eh, luchar y correr y esforzarnos de la misma manera que nos esforzamos todo este año y disfrutar del momento, porque hemos luchado y trabajado muy duro para que llegue al fin de año y poder estar en la situación que estamos. Así que con mucha felicidad afrontaremos el, eh, el último partido en casa de la fase regular con mucha esperanza e ilusión de que podamos terminar el año en lo más alto. What a Charlie Baum. Hi, Profe. Congrats on the win. Uh, I, this was, um, felt like backs against the wall and I know you have to win some of those matches. Uh, I know you're proud of your players, but... How much, how much energy is left? How much do these guys have left in the tank? Do you think you have enough to continue 
given all the, you know, the injuries and the physical strain of this season? It's a good question. I mean, we're going to find out on Saturday. Uh, I hope so. But the circumstances are, are very hard and difficult. Um, tonight, once again, you play against opponents uh, with Hillwood, uh, Klimala and, um, and Fabio. All three DPs on the field. Uh, we have a, a two and Paul was on, on 50% able to play only 45 minutes. And that's a huge advantage, especially in this league and especially at the end of the season. So we're going to have to make it with what we have and we will go for it. We'll go back to Steve Goff. Fernando, what did, uh, what did you learn about your team's um, heart and, and courage to, to bounce back the way they did on such short notice? Uh, look, Steve, we, we have been bouncing back the whole year because nobody nobody was expecting this DC United to be in this spot two games before the end of the regular season. So it's it's a bounce back season. Um, and and I'm very happy to be the coach of this team of, of players who are running the extra mile and doing the extra effort to try to compensate the lack of of quality and the lack of, of uh, uh, individual um, uh, level that that sometimes we miss in our roster. So uh, there's only one way to be where we are right now, and, and that is by working together, by building up a, a strong collective, and and the guys did it. So it's it's incredible uh, everything what they are doing. Um, when at the start of the season the, the odds were completely different. So we we have been bouncing back every single game uh, since the start. So let's try to to bounce back uh, two more times. We'll go to Pablo. Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> um, you alluded in your answer to Mo Moises there, and it's something you've um, spoken about before, that other clubs you play throughout the league spend more, sometimes millions more, um, maybe more effectively. And that you know, hasn't always been the case at this club. And I'm, I'm curious if you think it's something you might see changing going forward um, in the offseason and the next year. What do you think? I hope I, have, I, hope I can support. Uh, and give my knowledge uh, to make the right decisions. I hope I can be listened in the next uh, in the next um, transfer window, and with all my experience, I can help this organization to to get better and to make better decisions. Um, I hope I'm I'm willing to do that, uh, and I'm willing to give everything for for this United because they gave me this beautiful opportunity and I'm very happy to be here, but uh, there are decisions that have to be made and we need to make the right decisions and the right choices towards the future. So I really hope I, I can be listened uh, this time. We'll go to Jason Anderson. Uh, and I just wanted to follow up a little. You mentioned um, that Kevin had to come out of the game 
was that something from contact during the game or was that uh, an existing injury that flared up? Uh, no, it was not an existing injury. I really don't know what was the case and how big the injury is. Um, I don't have any updates, but it was nothing that he got before. Last two questions. We'll go to Mauricio Gomez first. Gracias, profe, por tu tiempo. Felicidades por ganar esta noche. Con muchos jugadores lesionados, salió Kevin Paredes, que fue el que metió el gol, y también jugadores aquí que no han podido completar el tiempo porque no están fit. ¿Crees que los dos siguientes partidos, estos jugadores que no están hoy, van a estar en los próximos para poder ganar y llegar a los playoffs? No, no creo que vayan a estar disponibles, lamentablemente. Eh, ¿Cuál es su plan B? Bueno, hemos estado todo el año trabajando con plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E. Así que utilizaremos algunos de esos planes para seguir en la pelea. Last question, Mario Maya. Buenas noches, profe. Felicidades en los tres puntos. Ah, quiero preguntar, eh, que sacaron tres resultados positivos esta temporada contra los New York Rebels. Dos victorias en casa y un empate fuera en tres partidos muy reñidos. ¿Qué fueron las claves de, de sacar esos resultados positivos toda la temporada ante, ante el acérrimo rival, New York Rebels? La clave fue el esfuerzo colectivo. La clave fue... Um, poder ganar todos esos duelos y esas batallas individuales en el campo, fue golpear en los momentos justos, fue ser eficiente cada vez que se atacaba, se mantuvo el arco en cero dos veces, hemos jugado también dos amistosos contra ellos este año y hemos empatado los dos, eh, los partidos se definen por un momento, por una diferencia mínima y por suerte el esfuerzo colectivo que hizo el equipo este año nos ayudó para sacar esos buenos resultados. Eh, la parte física, la parte mental, eh, creo que en eso hemos trabajado mucho este año y gracias a ese esfuerzo se vieron los buenos resultados hasta a, ante nuestro mayor rival en esta liga. Así que muy contento porque les pudimos dar una alegría a los fans, una alegría a toda la afición, a, 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 a los hinchas que nos apoyan y que hacían muchísimos años que no conseguían una victoria contra New York Red Bulls, bueno, este año les hemos dado dos y esperemos también que podamos terminar el año eh, dándole una posición en playoffs, pero muy contento con, con todo lo que se hizo este año eh, ante situaciones eh, inesperadas, hemos superado todas las expectativas que se han pronosticado en este equipo a principio de año y estoy muy muy feliz por, por todo el progreso que los chicos han conseguido. Thank you, coach. Bye. Hey, Bill. Great performance tonight, man. Thank you. All right, we'll jump in. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Steve. Always Steve first. <laughs> Always. Steve, you, are, you must be the man, yo. <laughs> I got a good one. I got a good one for you, Bill. What's up? Hey, uh, so um, after what happened the other night, what? how proud uh, were you of, of this group, of this team? Um, not only to get the result, but but uh, to to put in the work and 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 rebound. Yeah, super proud. You know, um, 
proud of the staff also for keeping the mood uh, uh, very positive throughout the course of the week, um, you know, in preparation for this game, the short turnaround. They did well in, in keeping us motivated, keeping us positive, um, planning of the training sessions and how they went about it and how they uh, kept us together. I think that was positive. And then uh, they could translate it to our preparation, to our warm-up pre-game uh, pre and uh, to our performance on the field. What a Pablo. Hey, Bill. Um I wanted to ask you, you're obviously the longest tenured player on the roster, and uh, I'm curious if there's some particular pleasure you got in beating uh, New York, uh, what you think of that rivalry day, you know, that rivalry, um, the state of it these days, and, um, you know, if maybe you got up for this game a little bit more than you get up for some others. Um, yeah, we, we are the only two that still believe D.C. and New York Red Bulls are still a rivalry. We're the last, we're the last of a dying breed, Pablo. So um, it is a real rivalry. It is historic. It goes back in MLS history. The real MLS heads, the old heads, the OGs understand that and understand that uh, New York Red Bulls players and DC United players understand that. And when this game comes up, it means even more to the fan base, both fan base and uh, to the players and the fans that, that have been around since the beginning. So um, I, I hope that I get up for every game as much as I got up for this one. But um, I, I think this this one this one this time around was more so. Two losses in a row, three go three three goals at home, six goals on the road. Um, I think our defense, and albeit we had a shutout before that against Nashville, but I think our defense needed a, a solid showing today, and, and we did that. What a Charlie Bohm. Hey, Bill, congrats on the win. This felt like backs against the wall stuff, and I, I wonder what you think this team has left in the tank. It's been a long year. I know there's been injuries and a lot of fatigue. Do you think you, the squad has enough to, to keep pushing on and get where you're trying to go? Yeah, we have faith. We have belief. We walk into every game uh, wanting to win, um, and that's the first step. So, you know, we're going to lay it all, all in the line. Uh, we were told to go as hard as possible until you can't go anymore. And then you get subbed off and uh, everybody does that. Everybody gives everything they can until they can't anymore. So um, we're going to go until the wheels fall off. But right now we're, we're in a good spot. You know, we're, we're much ahead of what everybody expected, uh, where everybody expected us to be this season. But that's not enough for us. You know, um, the goal is, is to get in and to, and to make a run as far as we can. And, um, we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to do our best to do that. And we have the right mindset. And that's the first step. What a Moises. Hey, Bill, congratulations on a great performance. Uh, it's, a, it's a good win. You're still in it. Can you share with us what was said prior to this game after Saturday's performance? We know you're one of the leaders in this, in this team. What did you tell your teammates to pick them up after that defeat that obviously doesn't show who's what this team's been like all year um you know honestly it was more so we just once we walked out of uh, yankee stadium there was no attention put on this we moved forward we were all positive the the, the message from the top down was positivity was to move forward was 
you know, we're not out of this. You know, we, we are in a great spot. The East Coast is tight. Uh, the Eastern, sorry, the Eastern Conference is tight. So, you know, on to the next one, you know, it's a quick turnaround. So I don't think, uh, I don't think much was said. I think it was just move past it. You know, we're all professionals. We've been, we know this game very much so. And, you know, it's ironic, you know, Manchester United went through the exact same thing um, <laughs> the day after. So we all, we all knew that. We all saw that. And, and that made it even better to understand that, you know, this is football. This is a uh, sport. And this is this happens, you know, but uh, how you move, how quickly you can move forward and, and, and move on. And we all have ups and downs in life. And I think that made it even better for us to understand and just to forget about it as soon as you walked out of Yankee Stadium. So that's uh, all to everybody on the team, staff, medical staff, so on and so forth, because we just said forget it and, and moved on as soon as we walked out of Yankee Stadium. Two more questions. Jason Anderson. Hi, Bill. Uh, congrats on the win. Thanks for speaking to us tonight. Um, I wanted to ask a little about, um, I know in your career, you've, you've had to deal with some long-term injuries and, and fight back in the middle of the season. Uh, tonight, you guys got both, uh, Brendan came into this game the first time in, yeah. I think it was 18 games. And then um, I know this wasn't Chris's first game since he's come back from injury, but I know he's had to overcome a lot this year as well. Um, what do you think of guys like that coming into a game like this where, you're up one nothing. It's late, and you're under so much of a kind of a siege at the end. Yeah, I think um, the the mental fortitude and the bravery, not only of those guys, but the guys that had little knocks here and there, but decided, you know, I'm going to put it out, put it all out on the line. Uh, Paul, Andy, uh, coming back in, um, you know, and then Brendan, uh, the type of injury that he had, you know, a lot of us. I've never seen before uh, in this sport. So uh, it felt good to see him uh, trot back out on the field. Uh, he didn't look like he lost a step whatsoever. Um, in training, he's been solid. He, he, he's been playing at his normal level. Um, he's been working hard. We've been watching this guy uh, uh, every day in and out, and he's been working hard to get back to this point. So I'm super proud of him. Um, I've been talking to him so much about, you know, we need you back throughout the course of this time. And he's been working his – his butt off so super proud of the progress he's made and and um you know as soon as he came up to me after the game and that's all of us a couple of us that were around we were around each other we were like man welcome back man it was it's so good to have you back so you know chris is chris is you know he's dealt with the same thing throughout the course of the year but he's still moving forward and he's a great option um to to cover andy uh to cover the wing backs he's got tons of speed he knows the club very well he 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 plays for the badge with the right uh, uh, with the right mindset and mentality. So, um, you know, we just got a brave team. We got a very brave team, and uh, hopefully, we can continue even through the knocks. Last question, Bill. Go to Mario. Hey, Bill. Congrats on the performance and the three points. Uh, I just a two-part question. Uh, first off, how does it feel to get two important victories at home this season against the New York Red Bulls, something that the club hasn't done in a while? And second, like you mentioned earlier, as someone that has lived through this rivalry, what has to be one of your favorite moments uh, for yourself personally throughout the uh, Red Bull-DC United rivalry? Uh, I mean, obviously, my initial, is, my initial memory is going to go to that, uh, that snow game. Uh, in the playoffs where we knocked them out. Nick DeLeon scored the winner off a of Robbie Russell assist. 
Um, I got a red card, but Joe Willis saved the penalty. Still don't believe it was a red card, but uh, whatever. You move forward. Uh, that's my that's my number one memory. Um, you know the times we were able to beat Thierry Henry, Tim Cahill, so on and so forth. Great memories. Um, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, we're tough to be here. We play well here. We're strong, um, and it's a battle with them. So thankfully, we've won. Uh, uh, two of the battles here at home this year and against them. And, uh, you know, the rivalry continues. Bill, thanks so much, man. Thanks, guys.